All right, I got Yuri Elkame on the podcast today. He's a New York Times bestselling author, former pro athlete, and he's the CEO of Healthpreneur. Yuri, welcome to the show, brother. Great to be here, Joel. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Excited to jump into things with you. I was mentioning offline. I've been following you know you for a long time now, and just uh, I remember first when I was when I first got into podcasts, you were on all of them: Sean Stevenson, Lewis Howes, all the big podcasts. And uh, at the time you were talking about just how you really transformed your health. And there was a, you had like one of the highest at the time uh, available and it probably still is. I don't know. Green juice products that you were making. And um, that's how I actually first found out about you. So I know you're a big, big health guy. And, uh, but now you've transitioned. You're doing a little bit, you're still in the health world, but you're doing a little something different. And you're actually driven right now to help coaches and health practitioners scale their business. And I'm curious, man, like, why? Like, who cares? That's a good question. I mean, I think for me, it all started when I was 17. I lost all of my hair to an autoimmune condition. And that was a really big wake up call to be like, whoa, what's like, what's going on? And so I kind of took a bit of a, a deviation in terms of what I thought my life would look like uh, to go down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out what was happening with my health. And I, in that process, encountered many, many amazing health practitioners who were able to uh, shed light and help me in some way, shape, or form. And I always thought it was a bit weird that there's all these amazing health professionals that no one knows about, right? Smart, smart people that are struggling with their business. And I'm like, let me, let me kind of put a bookmark on that and come back to that at some point in life. Anyways, so I ended up going down this journey of wanting to help other people because I wanted to help myself first and foremost. And then I uncovered stuff around, I went to school for kinesiology and health sciences and holistic nutrition. Uh, and I wanted to put more application to what I was learning. So I became a trainer, nutritionist, did that for seven years. Then I was burnt out. Then I came online because I wanted to live the laptop lifestyle, uh, which doesn't really exist in my, my experience. It was, it was really challenging and eventually got some coaching in 2010. And then that business, which was to the average consumer, helping them with weight loss and energy and so forth, eventually took off and we helped half a million people to better health. And amongst other things, one of our products was a really awesome greens powder that I actually developed in my kitchen and my kids were my taste testers. So that's kind of that, where that started because a lot of people would ask me about what greens powder do you recommend? Because I talk a lot about that. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just make my own. So after nice. doing that for a lot of years and helping a lot of people and like putting out a lot of content around health, nutrition, fitness, I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I think I've said everything I can say. And during that process, a lot of other health professionals in, in our space started asking me for business advice because they're like, hey, man, like, what do you like? How have you done this thing? Like, you know, I had a, a number two New York Times bestselling book by this point, And I was on Dr. Oz and all this like on the surface stuff that people think is important. And I just started to see this pattern of like, there's a lot of, you know, kind of coming full circle to, to when I initially lost my hair, a lot of amazing health professionals that no one knows about. And I'm like, well, I've figured a few things out on the marketing and business front. What if I could help them? And my, my impetus from that was I've always wanted to help a very large number of people improve their life. And our, our, our number is a billion. Ask me why. I don't know. It's a billion. So I'm like, well, I could, could I get there by myself or could I help other influencers or practitioners and experts build better businesses so collectively they can help more people and then ultimately we get closer to that goal and that in combination with really my love and passion for business is why i started healthpreneur seven years ago was that it was there was more leverage right i could help more people and if they could help more people we could ultimately you know get closer to where we want to go so that was the transition that's why it happened and that's that's why i do what i do yeah, I love that. And I mean, just with the green juice product, you know, you didn't, you weren't sitting at your house thinking, man, one day I'm going to be a millionaire because I'm going to make a green juice product. No, people asked you for it. They, they, they wanted your guidance. And so you delivered it. And then, you know, the same thing with, with this, uh, I, I'm calling it a new venture, even though it's, it's been seven years, you've been going seven years strong, but it's the same thing. People asked you, they had a problem and you're like, I think I can solve it at a really high level. Let me help you. And here you are again, you know, chapter two, if you will, or the second act of what you're doing. And who knows, it'll be act three and four, but this is really neat to see what you're doing. And, you know, as a health coach myself and, uh, and a, and a coach, life coach, health coach, and now I've actually really 
gone deep into the, the fatherhood and marriage uh, coaching because that's been so beneficial for me. Um, I think it's so important because there's so many great coaches that I know too that just can't get their message out there because they're not making the income they deserve and they're great coaches. But I think a lot of us, you know, we want more money, we want more freedom, and we want more meaning in our life. And if you can empower a health coach who's really good at what they do and they can they can take care of those three big things, which is what you're doing, man, you're going to change a lot of lives. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. And, you know, it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I, I think the challenge is like with coaching, I think it's actually the most important profession on the planet because I think it's the one area of life where you can fundamentally change someone or help someone become the best version of themselves in whatever aspect that is. The challenge with coaching, though, is that there's no barrier to entry. So you don't often hear conversations like, you know, Joel, that neurosurgeon I worked with, what a scam artist. Like, you don't hear that conversation, right? It's like, because the barrier to entry to become a neurosurgeon is so, so high. But the problem I've noticed in today's market is that because everyone can become a coach, whether it's a business coach, health coach, whatever, it actually dilutes the perceived expertise in the industry. And a lot of people have this, this jaded view of coaching uh, because they think it's like a pyramid scheme or they've had a bad experience with it. And that's unfortunate because there's a lot of, to your point, a lot of good coaches out there who actually know what they're doing and have actually lived what they're teaching. And it's, um, it's an opportunity and a challenging to kind of separate yourself from a lot of that noise. And it's, um, you know, it's something that I've noticed, especially since COVID, a lot more. Yeah. And also, what a great time because COVID, I think, has propelled people to be more comfortable in the virtual world and hire coaches from all around the world. That is the, that, that's the one benefit for sure. Yeah. You know, Yuri, in your, in your opinion, like you just said, there's so many things and it's too bad that some of these coaches aren't being seen. They're not being visible. You know, there's a lot of gurus out there saying, you need to get a TEDx, Joel. I get, I get DMs all the time from you. You know, you're, I, I can make you famous. I can make your brand pop. You know, you can, you, yeah, I'm going to get you on the next TEDx speaker and all this stuff. But I think you have a different view on that. And I'd love to hear your take. Like, Joel, does Joel need a TEDx talk to build his brand and be famous? Like, what, what are the steps? What are like the first three steps I should be doing? And block all this other noise out because it's really not as important as we're led to be told. So is having a TEDx talk going to help you? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt, right? But I think where the, the problem lies is people think that's the platform that's going to grow their business. Like when I was on Dr. Oz, we sold 10,000 books in an afternoon. And then the next week, everyone forgot. And... I knew that going in. I'm like, this is just, you know, it is what it is. So I'm going to have my moment of fame for eight minutes and then I'll leverage that for the rest of my life. It's a credibility piece. But if I was going on to that show thinking that that one little blip on the radar was the one thing that was going to transform my future, I'm delusional, right? And I think this is the problem that a lot of people have is they're like, oh, like I'm going to be on this, uh, uh, this morning show next week. And, and I think that's going to make everything click. And it's like, dude, you've been struggling for five years. That's not going to change anything. So the biggest problem that I see in, in our space, coaching or uh, health professionals with coaching is a tremendous lack of clarity in the sense of, if I ask mm. like Joel, if I ask someone, what type of client, like who's your best client? Who do you serve? And I get these paragraphs as a response right away. I know their business is making no money. Because if you can't articulate what it is you do to me, guess who else you can't articulate that to? The entire marketplace. And if you can't articulate the problem, this is the key, the problem you're solving, no one's paying you money. And where I see a lot of people focus their attention is on the modality of how they do the thing, right? So I help people with yoga and Qigong and meditation. I'm like, what's the problem you're solving? You know, it's like they can't articulate. Well, I help a lot of different things. I'm like, well, are you open to choosing one? Because if you choose to help everyone, you'll end up helping no one. Because if if your messaging can't speak to specifically one avatar who has who has a specific problem, then your messaging has to be diluted. Like it can't serve everyone. 
And if your marketing is diluted, number one, you're going to have a hard time attracting clients. But even miraculously, if you did attract clients because they fall into your lap from word of mouth or friends and family, which is often the case of how people build their business to a small degree, the delivery becomes a nightmare because now everyone has to be a one-on-one -on -one because everyone's a special snowflake. There's, there's no systemization. There's no curriculum that can be built because every single client has a different issue. And this is fundamentally the biggest problem for health professionals specifically, because just because they can help everyone doesn't mean they should. And it's not too dissimilar with like coaches or life coaches where there's a lot of different things you could do, but if you don't narrow down, like it's just so hard to stand out. Like, I don't know about you, Joel, but like, what, let me ask you, what's your favorite type of cuisine? Italian. All right. I love Italian too. So if you wanted the best Italian food, would you go to a buffet or would you go to like the best Italian restaurant? I'm a foodie. So I would go to the best Italian restaurant that I could find. Yeah, totally. Like most people would like no one's typing in like third best Italian restaurant in name of city. Like we're all looking for the best thing. And that means you have to specialize because you're not getting the best Italian food at a buffet right? You're getting it at an Italian restaurant that specializes in that type of cuisine. And that's the fundamental big issue with a lot of businesses that we serve is like, they don't know how to clarify that. And obviously that's something that's really important. And then the second, it's more of a mindset than anything. It's like, well, I don't want to alienate everyone. I want to help everyone. I'm like, hold on. So let's just use an example of like migraines. Um, Let's say you chose to focus on migraine headaches. There's 39 million Americans who have migraines. So even if you only worked with migraines, you could not serve all those people in 10 lifetimes. So let's not worry about everyone else who doesn't have a migraine who you're not going to serve in the first place. And it's like, well, like I really want to make my, my coaching accessible to everyone. It's like, great. Well, you're going to struggle big time because no one wants to work with someone who's a generalist. So I think that's... I continue to see it as the biggest, biggest issue is like this lack of clarity around who they serve, what problem they solve. And the reason that's the biggest thing is it's because that's the waterfall from which everything flows. All of your content, all of your messaging, all of your, the products or solutions you create, um, everything becomes way too scattered and people don't even know, like, why am I, why am I following you? Like, why am I paying attention? Like, what do you do exactly? Uh, it's a very hard it's very, very hard to overcome that if you don't figure that out as, you know, at the get-go. Yeah. So, so crucial what you said. I remember when I first launched my business, I got some similar advice and my coach said, Joel, you're not Tony Robbins. You can't help everybody. <laughs> Maybe one day you can, but yeah. right now you don't get to say that. But I'm like, but I want to help everybody, like every diehard life coach. And what I see in the coaching space, and I know I'm guilty of this too, is we tend to go out and go get every certification possible thinking I'm going to be more marketable. And that is just busy time that just eats away. And guess what? You're still not making any money because you think you need one more certification and you don't. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I was actually just talking with someone on Instagram uh, before we got on here. And so we have a lower level entry program that's only a, a couple grand and it's, um, it's for a specific you know, part of our, our audience. And this guy's like, well, you know, it, it's, it's pretty expensive, you know, for me to kind of do this right now. And beside his name is MD, like medical doctor, comma, MBA. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. So you've dropped between the two of them, probably $350,000 to become technically good at what you do and investing a couple grand into something you say is important to you to grow your business is a lot of money. You got to check yourself, man. Either like figure out a way or don't say you want this because it's ridiculous. And I see this all the time. Like I call this a certification epidemic. It's like we're like as coaches and health professionals, it's safer. I think it's safer to go get a bunch more badges to like, so we feel more confident to show up in the world in a way that like, who knows, maybe we feel like imposters. So we get all these certifications and all it is, is deliberation from what actually matters, which is putting yourself out there, getting rejected, having people talk smack about you and actually getting business. And that's hard to do. So a lot of times it's easier to get continuation, continuing education credits, getting another certification, spending another year, getting another tool under your tool belt. But unless we're building our business skills, none of that stuff's going to matter. So crucial. I was going to ask you about money because 
it's so interesting to the whole money mindset. And I think, you know, my wife used to tell me, but Joel, why are you charging so much for your coaching? Certain people can't afford it then. And I'm like, that's great. I, I don't, there's great coaches out there for those people. Like, and it just reminded me of like how she has a money mindset issue herself. So I, all of us come into, and I did too, as well as a coach coming into like, I actually, you're a, you know, truth be told three years ago when I was first starting my business, virtual business, I thought, oh, you don't make any money in the coaching business unless you're Tony Robbins or Brendan Burchard. So mm-hmm. I legitimately thought my belief was I need to go out and build a mega brand. Then people will pay me lots of money, which was completely untrue. <laughs> you don't need to make, you don't have to have a mega band, uh, brand. I think what gets lost is, can you get people results, good results in what you say you're going to deliver? And if yeah. you can, and that niche that you're talking about, migraines, weight loss, people will pay you. Yeah, it's it's so true. Like I, I have a... Um... Part of my messaging is you don't have to be famous to be financially free. Like, is it going to help if everyone knows who you are? Totally. But if we think about this logically for a second, we know, we know who Brandon Burchard is. We know who Tony Robbins is. But is it possible that there are a lot of other people out there that very few people know that are doing very, very well in life? Like if you think it, like if you just drove down a wealthy neighborhood, and I know there's obviously YouTube channels built around this whole people will knock on someone's door. They're like, Hey, like, what do you do? And the person's like, I'm a whatever. No one knows who they are, but they built a mega business and they're super successful. So there is, a, I would say a larger percentage of very successful people who most people have no idea exist. The trouble is that we see what we see. So we're on social media. We think that we have to be famous, have a lot of followers, have in, like have influence. All of that stuff can help, but just because you have that doesn't mean you will be financially successful because what people don't see is behind the curtains and we don't, we're not privy to the context. So as an example, I was talking to a fitness influencer recently who had 268,000 followers on Instagram making less than 5k a month. You know, so like, like, what are we doing here? Like to your point, like what you said is exactly the truth is like, you have to be an expert at solving a problem. That's it. And if you get people to pay you money and you solve that problem for them, then that's going to build social proof and it's going to build a reputation and that's going to snowball over time where people are like, whoa, like you're that guy or that gal who does this thing. And that's over time how you build influence. Tony Robbins started as a smoking cessation expert, right? He helped people get rid of smoking initially and he was, or fears and phobias, and he was on these live radio talk shows, right? People like, you know, when you think of like people like Lewis Howes, right? Who have, you know, as a, as a buddy, and I've been blessed to be on his podcast, like he wasn't always the school of greatness guy. He started off by helping people build webinars and using LinkedIn to generate business. When you look at a lot of the people, the big prolific content creators right now, they didn't make their money with content. They built a significant business and then they just happen to have the luxury of time and money now to do whatever they want on the content side of things. Where we're talking about Alex Ramosi, uh, Lewis Howes, uh, Brennan Richard, um, you know, Steven, the, uh, the guy behind Dire the CEO, it's the same stuff. And, but people look at this stuff and they're like, oh, I need to start a podcast or become famous to get to that level. And it's like, no, 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 no. You have to earn the right for people to even pay attention to you first because you could have a great podcast or do that stuff. But if you actually don't know what the hell you're talking about, because you've got no track record, it's not about the message. It's about the messenger. And there's no shortcut to that. Like you have to be good. You have to be great at what you do because people can sniff out bullshit every single day of the week. And there's no, there's no like shortcut around that. Yeah, really good stuff. I want to go really quick back to money again because I think this is so key. And it's so interesting that you had a conversation with an MD. That just makes me laugh. But if only he knew, if only he knew too, that when I invested in a business program, business coaching, right? When I invested in that, guess what? My mindset got even better. It actually made me a better dad and a better husband and uh, a better person with wealth because Mm -hmm. I actually gain this new skill, but to scale a business, you actually have to raise up in levels that you're probably lacking in life anyways. So that's number one. 
And that there's, so there's, there's two parts of that. It's the, I think the, that the money makes you better. And then guess this, get, I think you'll appreciate this, Yuri. How can you go out and charge five grand for your program? Let's just say that's what it is. Come work with Joel. It's five grand. You're going to lose 25 pounds in, in three weeks. How can I actually do that when I've never paid five grand myself for a program? Yeah, dude, you got to be the client you want to attract. This is the thing like, like I, I, I see this all the time, man. It's what, like the, what's the biggest, what's the biggest thing you guys want help with? I want, I want help attracting clients who are willing to pay me premium prices or whatever. Awesome. Um, who are you working with as a coach out of curiosity? Well, I'm not, I'm not really working with anyone because like funds are tight. I'm like, do you see the problem here? Like, I'm not saying this has to be one big pyramid scheme, but I'm saying like, don't expect other people to invest in you if you don't invest in you. It's really simple. Like you don't even earn, you don't even deserve to be honest. In my mind, you don't deserve to have a single paying client if you are not willing to invest in yourself. Because like, why would you? Like, like I've, so when I started in 2005 online, I thought I could do this on my own. So for the next three years, I struggled with poverty line income. And then in 2010, I hired my first coach, which was $18,000, which was more money than I made the previous year in business. Put it on two credit cards. And it was the best thing I ever did because I didn't know what I didn't know. And this is what fundamentally people aren't going to know until they run into a lot of shit to finally realize they don't have the answers. So from that point forward, from 2010 until now, I've invested more than $1.3 million in coaching in my own, my own coaching and development, because I'm a product of coaching. So when I tell people, like, if you don't have a coach, you are toast. I don't care what, like when I played soccer, I played soccer professionally in my early twenties. I was a goalkeeper. And when I was in my teens, I had to invest outside of working with my team to get goalkeeper specific coaching. Because at the time, at least in Canada, you didn't really get good goalkeeper specific training in a team setting. You just stand and let people shoot at you all day. And so I invested, you know, in trips and coaching to put myself in environments where I could build my skill as a goalkeeper. And that's why I believe I was one of the best goalies in the country and it allowed me to go play pro, et cetera. And I, I think everyone understands like there's no, not a single athlete I'm aware of on the planet who's gotten to the top of the game by themselves. Right. And it's like, you have to understand that you're not where you want to be because you don't know how to get there. And you can keep saying you want to get somewhere, but unless you're actually willing to pay the price of admission, don't talk about the payoff because either you don't really want what it is you say you want or whomever you're looking at working with, you don't believe they can help you get there. So when I'm speaking with a prospective yeah. client or entertaining a conversation and someone's like, well, I need to know there's a guarantee. I need, how am I going to know this is going to work? I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, how do I know you're going to work? I'm the one with the track record. I've been at this for seven years. I've been online for 20. I've helped 1300 of your other, you know, other people just like you generate $217 million. You're barely making any money. I should be asking you for references, not the other way around. I don't need your business. You paying me money changes nothing to my life, to my business. But you working with me changes a lot for you. So whenever you're ready to step up, I'll be here, but I'm not waiting around. And that's the, the fundamental position that I take is like, well, like funds are tight. I'm like, funds are always going to be tight because if nothing changes, that nothing all the time. changes. Right. And it's like, yeah. what's more expensive, figuring out a way to make this happen or continuing to struggle because you'll keep your money, but you'll keep your problems too. So it's your choice. And that's yeah. why, like, I think, Joel, like, the biggest problem we face in terms of, like, helping people change is people, they give it a lot of lip service. I really want to get better results. I want to change. I want, I'm like, no, you don't. Because if you did, you do whatever it takes. But you'll do it only if it's convenient for you. And that's because we live in a very comfortable world. And I think a lot of people need to get really, really uncomfortable in order to change. Because otherwise, it's just like, man, I'll do it when it's convenient. I'll get to it later. I'm like, no, you won't. So just stop talking about it. So yeah, you got it. Like people vote with their time and their money. Yeah. Yeah. So good, dude. I love that. Thank you for going on that rant. I needed that. Um, dude, talk to me <laughs> about, we, we, we were talking about social media 
and um, you know the importance of getting your brand awareness out. But I know you have a different opinion about it. You you actually think it's a bad idea for coaches. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So let me let me start this by saying my first business, all I did was organic content. So it was YouTube posting on a blog, doing because I didn't I didn't know any better. I didn't have any strategy. It took me seven years to make my first million dollars. When I started Healthpreneur, it took me seven weeks. And the difference was that I used paid traffic. Now, I also had 13 years experience in business, which gave me a lot of, you know, of a platform, not, not from a following perspective, but just like a skill set and experience basis. So I have like the context of both. I'm like, I 100% believe content and social is the ultimate way to build a brand and build trust and a good reputation. But it takes forever. So if you want a business that's viable and actually makes money, you have to think about how do I get clients to pay me money without me spending the next three to five years building some type of following? Because that is what's going to happen. It is hard as hell to, to build a following. And like we've got clients that have done very well on social. And they've even said... If they've had a couple posts that have gone viral, like a couple of videos or here, you know, stuff here and there, and they've said, I wish I could have taken that back. Because what happens when you get something that goes viral, you get like, it's like a tidal wave of everything that comes at you. So you start, you know, you grow your following by 50,000 people, whatever it is. Most of those people are not your perfect clients. So now you have all sorts of people coming in from all walks of life who just happen to jump on the bandwagon. And it's not all it's like, you know, cracked up to be. So I, I, I preface this by saying, I believe because I'm a big, big content producer that it's the most important thing in the long run. But the thing is, most people don't have the luxury of playing the long game because they're trying to make the short game work. Like you have to put food on the table and pay the bills. So when I started Healthpreneur, we... Uh, we, I just focused on paid traffic and we've got a process called the perfect client pipeline, which is how we help our clients build their businesses from scratch as well. And for the first three years, I had no Instagram account. I had no podcast and I had no, no YouTube channel, even though I had done a lot of that stuff in my previous business. I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to just dial this in and that's it because I wanted to build the machine first. And so about two years ago, we obviously, you know, the business was doing a lot better and we had more of a team and more bandwidth. And I said, maybe now we could focus a bit more on YouTube because I fundamentally enjoy, I think YouTube is the single best platform for time on brand in terms of consumption. And you can really add value to people's lives in a big way. And I told the team, I said, guys, I just want you to know that I don't care what happens from like a business generation perspective from what we're doing on YouTube. All we're going to do is put out epic content that I think is very helpful. And that's it. I'm not, I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about the, the KPIs. I don't care about the business it generates. I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to share as much content as we can. And that's it. In time, the cream will rise to the top. And so for the first year and a half, not much happens, you know, slow growth, you know, we put out good content. And then about like after the year and a half mark, we started noticing clients referencing the fact that they had seen some of our videos on YouTube and how this one video put them over the edge and and then I was like, huh, all right, this is starting to snowball a bit now. But again, I had a high seven-figure business at this point. So when I say like, don't waste time on social, what I'm talking about is if like you have two choices, you can pay with your time or you can pay with your money. So let's say you're starting out. Like my wife has an example. Um, she's an amazing coach. She has amazing ideas, but you know, she's been home with four kids and now she's she has a bit more time now, so she wants to explore the next chapter. And I was talking about this with her last night. I'm like, babe, like you have the luxury of not having to make money. So yeah, you can post on Instagram and it doesn't matter what happens. Take your time, share your truth, live your purpose. That's great. You don't need to make money. We're good. But if she did, it's a very different story. Because now if she was posting on Instagram once a day, well, now all of a sudden you start getting anxious. Like when is this, like when are people going to comment? When are people going to engage with me? And you got to grind. So yeah, you can definitely organically like reach out to every single person, DM every single person, build connections, build relationships and do all the grind, which you might have to do if you're going to play that game. So you can use your time or you can use your money. 
And for me, I just said, I'm like, listen, I don't necessarily uh, think you have to have a brief, brief, case of, brief case of cash, but if you have a skill set to be able to turn a dollar into two by learning how to advertise, that's a pretty good skill set to have because it'll get you to where you want to go infinitely faster. And that's how we help our clients. The only thing we ask is that you have to be an expert because if, if we bring leads or you bring leads into your business and you speak to them over the phone and you're charging 5K for a transformational coaching program and you suck at what you do and you know you're not good, you're not closing anyone. So you can get all the leads in the world, but if you don't have the confidence and skill set and conviction for someone to believe that them working with you is going to help them, nothing's going to work. So for me, it's like, don't advertise by yourself unless you know what you're doing. Like, get some guidance because that obviously you could lose a lot of money doing so. And for me, it's like, and I, and I say this like, yeah, like, yeah, it's easy to say that now, but I just want to remind everyone, I was that guy for three years who thought I could do this on my own. And I understand that words warn, but only life experience teaches. And sometimes when we're starting out, we're like, oh, like, I'm just going to see how this goes first. And I'm like, well, it's like putting those warning labels on smoking cartons or the cigarette cartons, black lungs, you're going to die. People are like, yeah, I'll just take 10 cartons. It's all good. They don't, we don't care because it's like, it's not going to happen to me until it does. And then it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm receptive. Now I'm open. Now I'm understanding like, maybe I have to go get a loan to pay for coaching to show me what I don't know. And honestly, like anytime you invest in yourself, it's always going to work out for you. If you're the type of person who extracts value, because I think a lot of people for some reason feel like value should be given to them. And then they talk about how I was scammed from this program. It's like, no, like even the worst program you can get value from. So if you said you got scammed from this program and this program and this program, I don't necessarily want to talk with you because. How do I know that's not going to happen here? Because you're telling me a lot about who you are as a person. So being willing to invest in yourself, and I know I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but just going back to the social side, like you can play the social media game. Just understand it's going to take you a very, very long time to get there. And I think anytime you can invest in yourself, it's going to shortcut that. But obviously some vehicles are faster than others, right? You could have a better bike, a faster bike, which is going to be learning how to do social media better, speaking your truth, doing all that stuff. Or you could just have a better vehicle, which is driving a faster car, which would be paid advertising. But don't do that if you don't know what you're doing. In either case, get support, get help. And I don't care. Take out a credit card. Take out a second mortgage on your house. You're, you're crazy. That's terrible advice. Probably for most people. But if you believe in yourself, it's the best thing you'll ever do. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Because you will not yeah, and, get... And spoken... What... Go ahead. Yuri, what I was going to say, spoken from experience, man, you, you did that. So it's not, you're not telling anybody to do something that you haven't done. You, ma you maxed out some credit cards, paid 18 grand and God. to level up. And, like, and so, you know, it better than anybody. I was, I was at one point living off $80 a week and I was $55,000 in debt because I took some stupid advice because I didn't know what I was doing early on. And if I, if I were to add up all of the interest that I've paid on credit lines and credit over the years, it's got to be in the multiple six figures. And, and most people who hear that, like it hurts them at a, at, a, at a core DNA level because they have money issues. And I had money issues too. I was terrible with money. I was never taught any of this stuff. I was terrible at selling. I had issues like all sorts. I had to work through all this stuff. But I can, if I were to turn back the clock, and I had to say, um, knowing what I know now, would I do anything differently? I would say no, because I, like that journey taught me a tremendous amount. Like, would I would would I have rather not paid that amount of interest in like loans that I couldn't pay off for years? Yeah, totally. But like, it's not even significant anymore. It's it's like it's like water under the bridge. Like, got it got me to where I am. So when I hear business owners say that they don't have a business credit card, I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't pay cash to Facebook. Like, what, like, just if you're not the type of person to invest in yourself, don't say you want to have a business because you don't have what it takes from a mindset perspective to step into uncertainty. And people think that playing safe on social is safe. It's not. It's using the most precious thing you have, which is your time. 
And the yeah. sooner you understand that, the sooner you can get help to move forward in a better way. So critical money mindset beliefs always come up. And I think what you're saying too, with social, which I love is, you know, it's the 80, 20 rule. It's like, yeah, you could do the social posting, but guys, if we just focus 88% of our attention over or 20% of our attention on these ads, these paid ads, you're going to get 80% of the results. So like do the other stuff, but you got to focus here first. I think that's like the, the big take home message. And I know too, back to money mindset, I'll raise my hand. I got money mindset issues too. And it took a lot of, you know, it still does, but investing in coaches, investing myself, start breaking those. And I remember I was on a call with a coach and I was like, yeah, this ad's not working. He's like, all right, well, let me break, break it down for me. So I told him and, um, He's like, how much have you spent so far? I said, $200. He goes, how many sales did you close? I'm like, just one. He's like, okay, so he's like, let me get this straight. You paid, 20, you paid 200 bucks and you got $2,500 because that's, that was your program at the time? I'm lost. How is this ad not working? Yeah. So again, even when I'm knee deep in it, I'm still thinking, yeah, but I just wasted $200 and I'm not really getting good leads, Yuri. But it's like, you need a coach. You need a community of people to be like, Actually, you're doing fine. And by the way, I would double down on that ad. Totally. But, and it's, it's weird. Like when people, again, in our space, it's a bit unique. So I'm like, Joel, just let me, just let me remind you of something. You dropped $200,000. We're, we're worried about a couple hundred dollars in ads. Yeah. But like, that's, I'm still paying off that debt. I'm like, and that's never going to change unless you master this. So would it be, and I just walk through worst case scenario. So I'm like, Let's just say, and this is where I talk about having an investor mindset, which I do think is important as an entrepreneur, because you could be a great coach, but not necessarily be a great entrepreneur. And I think it's important to understand the distinction, because if you're not willing to run a business, that's fine. Go work with someone as a coach in their business. So you have a bit more of this safety, if you will, or not having to take on this risk, because let's just kind of play the logic here. If you ran ads and let's say you spent $1,000 a month in ads, and let's say you charge $2,500 for a program. Month one, you don't make a sale. So you've got $1,000 sitting on a credit card and let's just say it's 20% interest. So now you're paying $1,000 plus 200 bucks. All right, so what's the worst case scenario? Is that, is that the end of the world? All right, maybe, maybe not for some people, but it's still not the end of the world. Let's go to month two. You spend another $1,000, and still no sales. So now you're to another, well, let's call it another total of 2,500 balance sitting on your credit card. You have nothing to show for it from a client perspective. Let's go to month three. Let's just fast forward six months. So let's say right now between principal and interest, you're $8,000 in the hole, right? This is when people start freaking out. And that's okay. Like I understand, like no one would want to be $8,000 in the hole. But remember this, you're building an email list right? You're building this asset that is the number one asset in your business. And if you spent $8,000 on ads, you probably have maybe a few thousand people on your email list now. So the bigger question is, what are you not doing to nurture that audience? What are you not doing to make a more compelling offer to bring some of those people in? And just out of curiosity, if you spent $8,000, how many phone calls or discovery calls have you had? If it's zero, number one, you should have course corrected a long time ago. But let's, let's say that you had 100 calls and you haven't enrolled a single person. Is that advertising's fault or is it your fault? Because you don't actually have selling skills, right? And this is the fundamental thing is like, we have to understand where the constraint is. And it's not necessarily like the strategy that's broken. It's us as individuals who are broken. Not, not in the sense of like our person, our identity, but we lack the skills. And the sooner we yeah. identify the fact that we're here, we want to be here, and this gap is simply a skill gap, the sooner we can go to fixing that. And if you don't know how to fix the skills or the gap, then find a coach who can show you how, which comes back to what we're talking about here, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like oversell coaching, but at the same time, like, <laughs> it's everything. Like, you have to learn from people who've been there and done that. Otherwise, you'll struggle forever. And we actually, uh, I was reviewing um, a conversation of a lady who joined our lower level program and she backed out uh, the other week. So we're just reviewing this conversation and she was freaking out, you know, for a couple hundred bucks. And she was like, she was, she couldn't sleep. She was overly anxious. Um, and she's like, I, I just think I need to spend some time on my own to work on my mindset and 
this other stuff. And I'm like, so let me get this clear. You're going to spend some time on your own to work on your mindset. The very same approach you've used to get you into this shit situation to begin with, which is why you said you needed our help. And then you come in and then you got a little scared because it was uncomfortable and then you back out. And you think that going back there is going to help you get to where you want to go. You're never going to get there. It's like, I want to learn how to swim. Cool. Jump into the water. Oh shit, it's cold in here. I'm going to come back here. So how are you going to learn how to swim? Well, I'm going to just like stand on the side and I'm going to watch other people swim for a bit. And I think I'll learn it that way because it's safer. No, no. Like you don't learn like that. You learn by jumping in the water and having an instructor with you every step of the way. It's not necessarily going to be easy, but it's going to be safer. And what I hopefully, you know, try to get people to understand is like, don't talk about what you want if you're not willing to get uncomfortable because it's not comfortable. It's going to be scary. But if you have someone in your corner every step of the way, that's the difference, right? Because the only certain thing here is that if you do what you did, you keep getting what you got. And the only way to change things is to get a bit uncomfortable. And that might mean spending a bit of money. That might be, you know, doing things you don't want to do. Like some people are like, well, I don't want to put my face on social. I'm like, well, don't talk about growing a business then. Like, what are you going to do? Like, sorry. The um, yellow pages. Yeah. I, like, it's like saying someone like, oh, I want to get ripped, but I don't want to work out. I'm like, well, what, what planet are you living on? You know? So that's why I love coaching though, Joel, because it's like you ask people these questions that get them to think and hopefully challenge their own limiting beliefs. And although it's hard for people to come to terms with sometimes, this is why I fundamentally love coaching is because we're all, we have so much more potential than how we're showing up in life. And I really want people to feel really uncomfortable with that because potential means nothing, right? It's like, you don't want to get to the end of your life and be like, shit, I had all this potential. I didn't even scratch the surface. That's a shitty life. I would rather you be like, Get uncomfortable, lose sleep at night sometimes, have those moments of doubt, hit your head against the wall. How the fuck am I going to figure this out? Live a life that is worth living. Challenge yourself and grow through it, right? The only way to get to it is to go through it. There's no way you can sit on the outside and expect things to work for you. It's so true, man. And we forget, it's humans, everything good that's ever come to us has always been from some problem that we overcame, some friction that we had to get through in life, some challenge those always were the learning moments where we look back and go, man, that sucked, but I'm so glad I did it because it made me stronger X, Y, Z. But we forget that because when we're deep in it, we're like, man, I can't see out of it. But again, going back to what you said, that's why I am a true believer in having coaches like yourself and community of like-minded people who are doing the same thing. You can't go out and build a business with all your nine to five friends who have nine to five jobs. What are they going to tell you? Joel, go back and get a job. It's safe. 401k um, benefits. Like those are the wrong people to be hanging around. You need oh to be God. around the healthpreneurs that are, that are doing this. So couldn't agree more, man. Dude, I want to dive into um, just to give people a snapshot because they, they don't even know. And I don't even know, like, what does healthpreneur kind of look like? We were talking about, obviously, you know, the money mindset blocks, but how do you guys have it kind of structured in terms of if someone were to join, can, what can they expect as a holistic program between mindset, the business, um, social media? How do you guys help people? So it depends on where they're at. So the number one thing we look for is expertise and track record. And we have our main coaching program, which is called the Health Business Accelerator. We call it HBA for short. That's been our flagship for seven years. And in that program, we help people do three things, uh, attract leads, convert clients, and deliver results. And essentially within that model, there's a number of systems we help install into their business. And systems are important because it gives them leverage so they're not having to grind forever. So we help them attract clients more predictably, more consistently. Uh, we have two systems. One is more advertising, so that's the perfect client pipeline. And then we also have one for more of the organic social media side. And everything we teach is stuff we've personally done. And like, we never teach anything that we haven't personally mastered or tested ourselves, which is just out of integrity. Because um, I just think, I mean, how can you teach stuff you haven't done? Uh, we spend a lot of time on skill development, so around messaging and selling specifically. And when I say selling, I want people to think of that in the best way possible. It's not uh, pushing people into something that's not right for them. It's helping people make a decision that's right for them. 
And if it's a good fit for you to work with them, learning how to have conversations that move people across the line, because if you can't do that, you're, you're not going to be able to help them. And then on the delivery side is how can you help more than one client at a time? Like in our space, burnout is the biggest issue and no one's going to move into pain. So if they can't handle more clients, they're not going to turn on their marketing because why would they take on more clients if it means less time, more burnout? So we help them build more of a, what we call a dream come true system, which is more of a leveraged coaching program that's built around curriculum, community, and coaching layered on top. And, and that's really like, those are the fundamental systems that we help them build. And we layer on top of that, the skills of messaging, of getting much better of communication uh, across, you know, email, advertising, so like just typing, like how to communicate in a way that people understand and then how to talk to people so they want to work with you. And this is like really important skills that most people don't have, which is why they struggle. So that's fundamentally how we help people, um, you know, through our main coaching program and then. A couple months ago, we started a entry-level program because we realized 75% of our market just isn't qualified to work with us at the higher level. They don't have enough experience. They just got certified. Um, they have no paying clients. And so in that case, we help them with some of the fundamental foundational things. We focus a little bit more on clarification of niche and finding their voice using social. So we're not really... Uh, focus too much on paid acquisition there. It's a little bit more about like, this is going to be a bit of a slower build, but helping them build the foundation that eventually can get them to where they want to go. And then we have uh, our mastery program, which is for people that are doing high six figures to go beyond seven and eight. And that's a lot more focused on team, culture, leadership, and more of the people stuff that becomes the big bottlenecks as you grow and, and helping our clients navigate that. So that's kind of like what the coaching product suite looks like. But I, I do want to mention, we only had HBA for six years. Like we only did one thing for a very, very long time. And I think that's a big problem that we help our clients avoid. I mean, I have this conversation several times a week. Someone's like, well, there's a lot of people in my market who can't afford what I'm offering. Should I offer something lower? I'm like, don't do it, right? Unless you're making millions of dollars, you will complicate your business unnecessarily. If some people can't afford to work with you, you just, you just say it is what it is. Like for us, we had nothing underneath HBA for almost seven years. And we purposely made that choice because we understand that simplicity scales and complexity fails. We ignored, other than by sharing free content, 75% of our market for almost seven years. And then we got to a point where like, you know what? After a lot of debating with the team, I said, I think we're in a position where this would make sense now. And it has made sense. But again, like we're in a very different position than someone who's just making a couple grand a month, right? And so just understanding like where you are on the journey and keeping things simple. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how we support our clients. And um, yeah. I love that. I love all the the options and kind of how you, you've structured that really nicely. And yeah, it makes complete sense. I think coaches, including myself, guilty of shiny object syndrome and trying to do a little bit of everything. And no, man, build the foundation first, and then you can go out and do these other things. So great advice. I want to wrap things up with you in a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, is there, are there any trends going into 2024? We're, we're in February 2024 uh, that you see coaches should be taking advantage of right now, and maybe they're not, or they should be doubling down on. Yeah. I, I think the big obvious trend is AI. Right. And I think it can be used. I mean, I use ChatGPT on a daily basis as an assistant, but I think the danger with it is a lot of people, we've had a couple of clients ask us like, Hey, like, you know, do you have some ChatGPT training on for marketing? I'm like, can you clarify what you mean by that? And this is where I think a lot of people are going to run into danger is they're going to rely on ChatGPT to spit out stuff, content, ads, whatever. But the problem is that they're not fundamentally skilled enough yet to recognize what good looks like and what shit looks like. So let's say you don't want to write ads or you don't want to write social posts. You don't want to do anything. Cool. Uh, chat GPT, write some stuff. It gives you some stuff. But if you don't fundamentally understand what good looks like, you'll copy and paste that. You'll copy and paste that and put it out into the world. And I think that's one of the most dangerous things you can do because the one thing that's going to stand out amongst anything else, especially as we become more AI'd, is true expertise and wisdom. And that requires you to actually share 
first and foremost, think and then share your thoughts. Yes, AI can accelerate a lot of this stuff, but you have to be able to articulate your expertise. It's the single most important thing that's gonna help you stand out from everyone else. That's the first thing. And along those lines, I think with that said, is community is gonna be more important than ever. So whether that's doing stuff in person or online or both, bringing people together is gonna to be, is gonna bulletproof your business against any technology because people are people, we're social beings, right? And I think if we completely ignore the importance of community and think that we can just build a great business with AI, we might get a couple small wins, but we're going to lose the battle. Like, it's like, you're going to win the battle, but you're going to lose the war, you know? So I think true expression of expertise is going to be very important. And the building of community is going to be especially important. Outside of that, you know, it's, it's just going to be more of the same, right? It's just more of the same stuff. And I, I think if we can look at what's, instead of, instead of looking at like what's going to be different or new, what's true, what's always going to be true, right? The ability to be a good communicator, to be a true expert, to care about your people, to have good integrity, to, to do things that are right, right? That stuff is never going to change. And I think more than ever before, making decisions with long-term perspectives is going to be important because it usually means you're making the right decisions in a world where everyone is looking for the quick fixes and there's increased skepticism in the marketplace. And I think if you can go against that to really just say, okay, like I want to be here for more than a couple months, what would the, like, what would the right decision be? Um, it's going to put you ahead of the curve for sure. Yeah, dude. So, so good. I love, I love that you said that community is, is going to be massive. Um, and I always tell people like, you don't need me as a coach. Go on YouTube. You can watch videos on fitness or whatever. You can go watch. You want to get better at your marriage? Go go watch a YouTube video. Go read a book. Like you actually don't need me. And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't. Like you could learn this stuff. I've just figured out the shortcuts and the frameworks to get you there. And we're building a community and it's connection, like you said. And it's going to be. I think you're right. It's going to be invaluable going forward because yeah, that AI can only go so far. Man, love that. I know you got to run. Um, last but not least. Yuri Elkem, the healthpreneur. Tell everybody just where they can connect with you, learn more about you, and on social media or wherever they can find. What's the best bet? What's the best place to connect with you? Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thanks again for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, honestly, the best place is you know we've got a lot of content we put up on YouTube. So if you just go to YouTube and search healthpreneur, you'll just come across tons of videos. I don't hold anything back. I just give everything away. And then if you want to connect with me, um, I'm on Instagram. So at healthpreneur is probably the most, uh, the easiest way. And that's where I'm most, most active. So YouTube, Instagram, at healthpreneur, just come by the, come by the page, send me a DM, say, Hey, I saw you on Joel's podcast, loved it. Or I don't agree with you at all. Uh, whatever, just say what's up. <laughs> nice. Love that dude. Yuri, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.